0: Another new entry, Shower Orange, when you peel and eat the fruit while you're soaping up. I mean, I've heard of people taking, like, their coffee into the shower or something in the morning. That seems...
1: How long are we in the shower? Orange? (laughs) You'll get soap all over it. Gross. Wash the hair, do your shave, whatever you got to do, and come on out. (laughs)
2: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the
3: Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Nice to have you with us on this Thursday
1: morning. Eric off today. Michelle Richards is in for E! Brandon Snide on sports, which means Greg Pancake Hill is back in the house producing the program. Yay, Daddy! New dad. Everybody good at home? Oh, yeah, we're good. You're never going to like work as much as you do right now, (laughs) At least nobody's crying here. Not yet. Not yet, anyway. Could still it still changed. Uh, great to have you back, Greg. President Joe Biden scheduled to leave for India today for the G20 summit. Commander-in-Chief seems to be a bit confused as to what COVID protocol he will be following after the First Lady Jill Biden tested positive for COVID earlier this week. Here's ABC's Karen Travers.
4: The White House says President Biden will follow CDC guidelines and mask for 10 days after being exposed to COVID. First Lady Jill Biden tested positive on Monday. But it appears the president isn't ready to embrace mask wearing again, telling an audience of union dock workers and shipping industry executives.
5: I'm to the press, I've been tested again today. I'm clear across the board. But they keep telling me because this has to be 10 days or something i got to keep wearing it, but don't tell him I didn't have it on when I walked in.
4: Karen Travers, ABC News, the White
5: House. So what is happening
1: here? I mean, like, I'm fine with it, but what is the message from the president? Are we supposed to follow the CDC guidelines or not? Are we supposed to, but you don't? Like,
0: <laughs> What are the CDC guidelines now?
1: Well, it sounds like they're saying because he was exposed, he should mask for a period of time. I mean, like, look, COVID is still here. I still don't want to get it. Right. Just like, I don't want to get the flu or RSV or a cold, or you hear me fighting through some allergies. Anybody else dealing with wicked allergies right now? Awful. So, right. I don't want it, but we're not doing all that stuff anymore. Like COVID exposures in fall of 23 are not what they were in spring of 20, right? I mean, it's different. Anybody who wanted to be vaccinated has had an opportunity to do that. Most of us have had it. Some of us have had it and probably not known it, (laughs) whatever the case President's not sick. He's not symptomatic. He's tested negative. Why even the guidance to have him running around wearing a mask? We're at a point where we're all going to kind of do what we're going to do. right? So test or don't test mask if you want and don't give people bother about it. If you don't want a mask, fine, get the vax booster or don't this fall. And if that's how the roll, I'm cool with it. But then let's not have any shaming from up on high either of how everybody else needs to be following the protocol. But not me so much. Six fourteen. Brandon Snide has sports coming up next.
3: Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Frustrating start to the week for the Brewers as they had the tying run on base in both the 8th and the ninth innings in Pittsburgh on Wednesday afternoon. Pinch hitter Rowdy Telez grounded into a double play to end the 8th inning, and William Contreras struck out looking on a pitch that looked to be just a bit outside. The pitch. There goes the runner. And a called third strike. Fastball at 98. Contreras disagreed with the call. C.B. Buckner ends this game on strike three. And the Pirates will win the series, winning game three here today by a final score of 5-4. to four. Dude, Did you see that? I
1: did. And that's not one of those where, ooh, tough pitch to take, though, like, that ball was 10 feet outside. Now it so, wasn't
3: 10, but... A 1.18 feet off the center of the plate. Oof. That's according to StatCast yesterday. <laughs> Tough break. Not a good call, Tough but break shouldn't have come Brewers. down to that. No, it should doing? not have come down to that. With the 5-4 loss and a Cubs win, the Brewers' lead in the NL Central has fallen to just one and a half games. Did you he hit the panic button yet? No. No? no. you Baseball, still good? it'll work itself out, but also, don't be dropping two or three to the Pirates. Which they seemingly do <laughs> every Stop. September. The Brewers will get an off day today. They're back at it on Friday night to begin a three-game series with the Yankees in New York. From the Diamond to the NFL, as the Packers hit the practice field for the first time this week in preparation for Week 1 down in Chicago, not so great day for the Pack as both of Jordan Love's top two targets. Somehow, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson both missing practice time with hamstring injuries. Head coach Matt LaFleur with the update. Matt,
4: what's the level of concern with Romeo and Christian for Sunday? Like we always say, we'll give them the whole week and we'll see where they're at. That
3: doesn't sound good. Well, they shouldn't have been water skiing.
1: Let me t- take it from me. No, they, they weren't.
3: As far as I, as I know. They haven't practiced in like what, a week and a half. So, so what? I, yeah, it might have been some work they were doing on the side. But they not practicing. David Bakhtiari also mispracticed. That was scheduled veteran rest day. So, uh, I guess that's not the worry right there. Not necessarily comforting words, though, from the head coach. as love could enter a hostile environment without his top two guys, but despite the injury worries, number 10 is just excited to finally get his shot. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's been a waiting game. Um, I've been waiting this whole time to be able to get Take out there and um, show what I can do, but it, it's it been awesome to see those guys. You know, they, they've all kind of made their mark pretty early um, and have done really good things right off the bat. So um, I'm happy for those guys. Uh, they did a great job, but um, yeah, I'm definitely you know, excited to finally get my shot. Bears Packers just days away from their Sunday afternoon kickoff down in the Windy City. Coming up Limitless Paper in a Paperless World. Baby, you I'm, back. Back New York. I'm back.
1: 622 on Wisconsin's morning news this Thursday morning, you know, offices, businesses everywhere for streamlining and cost-cutting purposes going increasingly digital. I just think of the office, those guys selling paper. Remember Michael Scott's Lying in the in the Dunder Mifflin commercial.
4: Dunder Mifflin. Limitless paper in a paperless world.
1: Yes. <laughs> right. Every time. Well, city government is catching up. WTMJ's Wyatt Barmore-Pooley tells us how Milwaukee City Hall is going increasingly digital.
4: The last session of the Milwaukee Common Council was one of the highest profile in years, highlighted by the passage of the sales tax increase. On the passage of item 75...
2: 12 eyes, 3 no's. 12 eyes, 3 no's, the matter passes.
4: But for city clerk Jim Ozarski, who called the roll on that vote, it was monumental in more ways than one. It was a a really, really strong desire on our
2: part to make this whole thing paperless. And for the first time, this last Common Council cycle, none of it was paper.
4: Ozarski tells WTMJ that while lots of extra eyes were on this particular session, it wasn't unique in terms of volume. Every law, every
2: resolution, ordinance, communication becomes a file and those files are how it does its business. Those files, since the founding of the city in January of 1846, have been in paper.
4: He says a typical session generates around 100 to 150 files, with around 1,500 to 2,500 per year. Now it's all online in the Milwaukee Legistar system. That process has been ongoing for years. It was started by Ozarski's predecessor.
2: Uh, The city clerk, Ron Leonard, he was really a, a pioneer of creating Legislative tracking software. It didn't exist at the local level. He helped design it and that became our legislature system
4: There are significant environmental benefits to the change with between 30 and 40,000 sheets of paper saved per year
2: We have saved enough paper to create a stack of paper as tall as City Hall is
4: Ozarski says they're proud of that and it's also helping save money and effort for city staff as well
2: We had a budget line in my budget for open records requests just responding and having to copy things, having to send things from my office about legislative files. I don't have that line item anymore. Nobody does that.
4: Not only that, there's space saved too. While I was visiting, Ozarski took me into the old storage room on the second floor of City Hall, where they would store seven years worth of files. This super
2: secret and cluttered area used to be entirely filled with common council files, this
4: entire space. With all that gone from the physical space but uploaded into the cloud, Milwaukee city government is more accessible than ever. Is it right that you can see pretty much the entire legislative process online now? Absolutely. No doubt in my mind that this is now the
2: first place people go for information about their government.
4: If you're curious about what's going on in your city, or want to be involved in the process and maybe can't go to meetings, or you simply don't know what to keep up with, the Legistar online system is there now to help answer your local government questions. At Milwaukee City Hall, Wyatt Barmore-Pooley, WTMJ News. I
1: don't know if that's something that Regular people use, but it's certainly convenient for us. The Legistar, you just click, 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 click. I got agendas. I got stuff. I got, when is this happening?
0: Seems nice to have it all in one place, too. Like, just easily accessible.
1: Right. Also, like...
0: <laughs> You're not digging around looking for it in that room of files. Well they, well, they were talking about open records
1: requests. So, like, what they used to have to do is when people like Michelle or me would call and say, I want all these emails between this person and that," They mm-hmm. have to print it out. Right. You go downtown and first of all, that took a lot of time and somebody had to go down there and somebody had to deal with that. So certainly from a from a streamlining standpoint, good. And then saving money for taxpayers as well. 6.26 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Boy, not the news we wanted heading, heading into the opener for the Packers. Jordan Love and the offense could be undermanned. Brandon Snide looks at that in sports at 6.45.
0: Vince, a popular online dictionary is out with new entries this morning. Noah Nepo, baby. What's
4: that John, anyway? The two terms are among 566 new words and 348 new definitions in Dictionary.com. John, by the way, an all-purpose noun that can take the place of the word thing, and Nepo Baby, someone whose path to stardom begins at birth because of their famous parents. Another new entry, Shower Orange, when you peel and eat the fruit while you're soaping up. The online dictionaries also updated binary gendered phrases like he and her to be more inclusive, some are rewritten to avoid using a pronoun at all. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.
1: Did you have an orange in your shower what? this morning? <laughs> well, traditionally, do a that? lot of eating in the shower, Deb.
0: I, I don't. I don't understand this one.
1: That First one... of all, I, I question how much that's happening. So much so that <laughs> it necessitates the creation of a word and entry in the dictionary. What? <sighs> Who does that? Kramer so... didn't Kramer want the. Uh, <laughs> but didn't he want the, uh, gar- the trash disposal hooked up in his shower? He got putty over there to do it for him because <laughs> he, was, he was cooking in the
0: shower. Cooking.
1: I mean, if that's the reason that it's in the dictionary, then I'm cool with it.
0: I mean, I've heard of people taking like their coffee into the shower or something in the morning. That seems... How
1: long are we in the shower? Orange. (laughs) You'll get soap all over it. Gross. Wash the hair, do your shave, whatever you got to do. and Come on out. Don't they have citrus-scented body wash you could use instead? right. Or essential
0: oils, perhaps? You can't actually eat that, you know? I mean, just like if you're eating in the soap and the shampoo, you... uh,
1: I want to hear from you shower eaters. Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Any shower eaters out there? I'd be interested to see. 638 on Wisconsin's Morning News.
5: It's that time again to celebrate an Everyday Hero. We do it every week around this time. Everyday Hero presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living, transforming the culture of care. This is when we celebrate the average John or Jane Doe who had no idea when they got up that morning that they would save a life. Today we celebrate two local men, Mitchell and Kurt. They were out fishing this past week on Lake Michigan when they noticed a capsized boat. It started, like, splashing and making kind of like a bunch of, you know, waves and stuff. Within short time, I mean, we were losing visual of that boat pretty fast. Yeah, by the time Mitchell and Kurt got there, it was almost gone. Three people holding on. I mean, he was literally holding a dog. life jacket and her. The men tell TMJ4 News they immediately jumped into action. We got them in the boat safely. Um, We both did chest compressions. Um, When he was doing it she was spitting up water um, and immediately started changing color because she was purple at first. So we just drove in here as fast as we could. The three are gonna be okay, even the dog is alright. Thanks to Kurt and to Mitchell, fire officials say the men are heroes, but you know what they responded with. The right place, right time kind of thing. I don't think we're heroes. (laughs) Right? We just did what we had to do. Just doing hero's work. Everyday Hero presented by Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living. Transforming the culture of care. Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living.
3: Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers are just days away from their season opener in Chicago. The team hit the practice field on Wednesday and did so without their top two wideouts, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, both missing time with hamstring injuries. Left tackle David Bakhtiaro also not practicing. The team listing that one as a veteran rest day. The Milwaukee Brewers lost the game and the series on Wednesday afternoon to the Pittsburgh Pirates by a final score of 5-4 to with the loss and a Cubs win. The lead in the NL Central down just down to one and a half games. It's an off day today for the Brewker as they are set to begin a three-game series in New York on Friday night. And lastly, over to college hoops as coach Kim Mulkey, who led LSU women's basketball team to an NCAA title in April, has agreed to terms with the school on a new 10-year contract worth up to $32 million. When finalized, that deal will become the richest total contract in women's college basketball history. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers are in the thick of a divisional race for the National League Central Crown. With a game and a half lead over the Chicago Cubs and with just three weeks remaining in the season, every pitch, every hit, every out, and every game seem to intensify as the fall days go on. Like, for example, I don't know, Wednesday afternoon with the Cubs in cruise control in Chicago, the Brewers had a prime opportunity in Pittsburgh with runners on the corners and down by a run with Rowdy Tellez at the plate to, at the very least, tie the game or even take the lead. Instead, a double play. An outcome in Milwaukee that has played over and over with runners in scoring position, predominantly from guys who entered the season with high expectations. Long are the days when the home crowd would stand up, chanting his name, screaming Rowdy. Nowadays, the expected lazy fly ball out or ground ball is likely headed to the opposition. For Telez, a guy who was relied on heavily this season batting a measly 215, which would qualify as the second lowest average of his six year career and an OPS of just 680 is isn't going to get the job done This is who Rowdy is though. His numbers over the course of his major league time have indicated that. There are sky high moments walk off home runs, doubles off the wall and then there are lowest of the low moments like you saw on Wednesday afternoon. In these last three weeks, though, when it's going to matter the most, the Brewers need their best version of Rowdy. They need consistency at the plate. They need production at the plate. If, and if we're going to be honest here, all signs point to that not happening, and they cannot get that from telez the Rowdy experiment in Milwaukee must come to an end sooner rather than later.
1: And Milwaukee's Jen Lada in the house here. I got Michelle Richards in for Eric this morning on Wisconsin's morning news. Come, one thing I want to run past you, ladies, before we get to Packers. So this story struck me as odd the other day because we got a, a news release touting the fact that a, here's the headline Tennessee woman has world's longest mullet. And she's in the Guinness Book of World Records for her hair is almost down to her feet, but it's kind of the short in front, long in back hairstyle. And I was surprised to hear that a woman could have a mullet. Why? Like, I just never thought of, I just, I never would have looked at this woman and said, like, oh, yeah, it's a mullet. I would have just said, that's how she wears her hair.
0: But the mullet is the short in the front, right? Business in the front, party in the back, right? It's just the haircut. I thought that was just a dorky
1: dude thing. Yeah.
0: So Crystal Gale, remember Crystal Gale back in the day, right? Who had the long flowing hair and she sang beautiful songs. If she would have just buzzed the sides... She could have had mullet. a mullet. Like, yeah. that's how that works. Yeah. It's also about having that poof in the front, though, right? You can't just have, like, a regular hairline and consider it a mullet. You have to have, like, the growth in the front. You know <laughs> what I mean?
1: Right. If you're owning it. Yeah. If you're, I this mean, is it- deliberate. This is a deliberate act.
0: A mullet is a hairstyle, a mohawk is a hairstyle, okay. a pompadour is a hairstyle, all of those can be worn by men or women. So I think it's uh right. I think it's unisex.
1: I didn't mean to be exclusionary. No no, just, no, 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 <laughs> not at all. I but
0: I think know. yeah, I think anybody can wear a mullet.
1: Right. You just gotta have the hair for it. Whether or not they should <laughs> entirely crazy. different debate. Totally
0: different conversation. I've seen so many kids with mullets lately, like little kids. Super okay, in. Totally off topic. No, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, Super in right now. The kids are all, I mean, Chaser plays football. He uh, is a freshman at Homestead and there are kids on his team who are rocking uh, the mullets. It's a thing again.
1: So what happened? Like there was a period where like when I was in high school, that was, I never really had the full out mullet, but I was shorter front, uh, grew out a little in the back one semester. Never really ca- uh-huh. much cared for. it. Didn't wear it well. But like that was sort of in and then it went away like, no, no, you're a dork if you do that. And then a couple of people just started wearing it well again. And it's like, so is it back or is it funny?
0: I think it's a sign of rebellion, right? (laughs) Like you're not going to do the high and tight. Like, I I don't want your life type of thing. And so you wear the mullet and then you separate yourself from the rest. And then somebody else is like, ooh, I like how that person separated themselves from the group. And then they start wearing a mullet and then somebody else. And then everybody's wearing a mullet. And then you got to go back to the high and tight in order to separate yourself from the group.
1: It's all cyclical, right? Does it look good? Or is it just like funny? Is it a character thing? You're like, yeah, dude's, dude's wearing it, dude's owning it. That's cool. But that does will it tell you look what? good?
0: You go to State Fair, you see a lot of world-class <laughs> mullets, okay? And uh, I'm, I'm not going to say they look bad. I think if you can wear it well, right. You know, it's all about owning your own That's personal exactly style.
1: That's one of my like mantras in life. Know who you are and own it. Whatever that is, just be, a, if I'm kind of a jerk, Cool, just own that. You're a little bit of a jerk. (laughs) Well,
0: maybe tweak that (laughs) a little bit, Just own that.
1: (laughs) Can I ask you, Eric and I were talking with Tausch yesterday about the Packers and what's going to happen on Sunday and just having zero feel. For what we are gonna see when the Packers hit the field at 325.
0: Well, listen, our guys, Gabe and Chu, have been super negative. They say they're not negative, they say they're realists. They say the Packers are gonna get six wins this year. And it has been really difficult for me because (laughs) I'm all in on the Green Bay Packers this year. You got rid of the quarter baby, so we got the new guy in, Jordan Love. So I am super excited about what the Green Bay Packers are gonna roll out on the field. And so it's hard for me to navigate their negativity every morning. I'm like, dude, people are excited. There is optimism it's a new regime like let's give the kid a chance let's see what he can do let's see what matt lafour can scheme up around him but then yesterday we found out that christian watson and romeo dobbs and romeo dobbs both are dealing with hamstrings and so what does that look like i mean get get ready for a, a huge help and a Jaden reed Right. Like, I mean, is that a bunch of dudes gonna, you
1: haven't heard? Right? of? Right. And
0: maybe Luke Musgrave, the tight end, is actually going to get a lot of burn. You know, maybe he will have to figure out how to block earlier than he thought he would. I'm so, a fan.
1: And you just mentioned three names that I, like, barely know.
0: Rookies. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're all rookies. Right. And that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of young people out there, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Look, it's the first game of the season. They're taking on the Chicago Bears. It's one of the most, you know, uh, played rivalries in all of sports, let alone football. Um, be excited. You know, be optimistic. Give the guys a chance to go out there and do some stuff. I was breaking down film last night on Justin Fields and Jordan Love. Justin Fields ain't all that great, guys. Like, he's got some work that he needs to do as well. And he's got new weapons out there that he's still getting used to. So I don't think this is a foregone conclusion that the Bears are going to go out there and win this game. And I'll tell you what, Vegas doesn't either. It's a pick em. It's a one. The, right, like this, one point? It's one. The Bears Home team are favored usually gets by one. three. Exactly. So I guess Vegas doesn't really know what to expect on Sunday either, but I'll tell you what, it's going to be exciting.
1: All right. Where are you off to this weekend?
0: I leave tomorrow morning for Tuscaloosa, one of the more difficult <laughs> oh, places boy. to get to in all of college football. Uh, I got to head to Birmingham, Birmingham drive to Tuscaloosa. It's about an hour drive. Um, Yeah, so excited about that big Texas-Alabama game on ESPN this weekend. I certainly hope people who have spectrum weren't hoping to watch the game because it does not sound like that is going to get resolved anytime soon.
1: ESPN Milwaukee's Jen Lotta. Great to see you, Jen. Safe travels this weekend.